Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Connect 2 podcast, episode 16 of season 3, I might add. My name is Jeff Cullen. And I'm Mark Hughes, and hello and welcome. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. It seems like... I'm a little heavily caffeinated. Today is a Wednesday, and we just did this on the weekend, so... We did. It hasn't been that long. It has not. And yet, many things have happened. We have. So, um, that, some amazing uh, court testimony. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so if you're new to the channel, rate, review, subscribe. Um, uh, love to hear from viewers or listeners. Um, maybe once upon, maybe at some point in time, we'll have viewers too. Um, today's coffee that we're sampling is from Multiply Coffee out of Vernon, BC. It's from Guatemala. Tasting notes are caramel, molasses, and mango. Ooh, and it is um, that's awesome. It is really good. The coffee is really good. You know, um, I really like this. I really like good coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's really, good. It's I'm a little heavily your, caffeinated today. Your hobby so vibrating a little bit. Oh, no problem. So, uh, what? Dad joke. Start? Dad, dad joke. joke. Okay, uh, here's dad jokes you've never heard before. Uh, <laughs> justice is a dish best served cold. If oh. it was served warm, it would be just water. Oh boy. Uh I don't even know if I have a dad joke. I don't think I have a dad joke. So you got another dad joke? Yeah. Hey, so I finally stopped at one of those uh, roadside stands with the uh seafood. The sign said lobster tails two dollars. So I gave the guy two bucks and he started once upon a time there was a lobster named Mike. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, I, I I could come up with one, but I think uh, what, what do you call a magician? Magician who's lost his magic? <laughs> Don't know. Ian. <laughs> Here, I got two two of them. What's brown and sticky? Uh, a stick. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what type of bear is toothless? Oh, a gummy bear. A gummy a gummy bear. I would have had a minute there. I would have come up with that. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. How so do you do make do? a tissue dance? You put a little boogie, boogie in, in it. it. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. How do you make antifreeze? You steal her nighty. These are really old. <laughs> How do you make a hormone? Punch her in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> what does a pampered cow produce? Spoiled milk. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Some oldies, man. Yeah. Uh, not on the You Never Heard These Ones Before website. <laughs> Whoever stole my coffee, copy of Microsoft Office, I will find you. You have my word. <laughs> All right, there you go. Okay. Clippy will give you away. What, what did you What did you learn? Well, I want us to start this new segment. Sure. So let's combine them this time. The new segment being something good. So I was just reading about um, zinc ion batteries, which apparently are going to be a viable replacement for lithium ion. Oh, wow. But okay. they are much more advantageous. <clears throat> Again, this is uh, Markham Hislop put an article out about this. Uh, zinc is a lot easier to come by. So it's, uh, it's a lot less expensive. The batteries have similar or better energy density and apparently less prone to catching on fire. So they are 
you know, sort of in the maybe prototype. Um, prototype for a battery, huh? Zinc oxide. Yes. Well, we might as well just come clean. So we just had a fascinating discussion on fascism, which we may or may not recreate. And I exactly. uh, found out that the machine stopped recording. So we missed all that. But I'm entertained. Yeah. Um, yeah, zinc batteries. Yes. We also missed the whole thing about the guy that was yelling at me for my dog. Right, right. So let's talk about that. This okay. is, you learned... So I was walking my dog yeah. and I she learned anything, but it was an experience. It was an experience. I, right. I walk my dog every day and um, she is very smart. So when I'm getting close to the parking lot, I have to clip on a long lead right. because she knows where the car is parked. She and resists will stay, she will the stay, end of dog She will stay close time. to me, but she will stay about 10 feet away, just far enough away that I can't grab her. Right. So, um, that what is I, smart. We've discovered it, and she's not motivated by treats, but she's motivated by her toy. She has a particular toy that she really likes. Anyway, the long and the short of it is so, towards the end of the walk, I will walk her with with this lead, and um, yeah. it's about 10 feet long. And, oh, okay. I was going to say, how long is it? And she, and she runs. She, she's used to running with it. She doesn't really go like off roading or anything. She must run like more of a circular pattern she, 10 she, feet's she, not a long no it's not it's not yeah. it doesn't need to be long it right. just needs to be long enough sure and yeah. uh, anyway and you can so reel her in when you're done as i'm walking uh a lot of times you know you'll pass by people you say hello you'll give them a cheerful nod and yeah. say have a good i don't day. i don't like people <laughs> but i don't usually have interactions like certain people yesterday was interesting for two reasons i had two interactions with with people oh, one of okay. them was negative and the other one was positive so okay. uh so usually i don't really talk to people but the, as i'm walking this guy starts talking to me and i'm going like well i was listening to a podcast at the time i stopped and go like, what yeah yeah so he says uh says that's really dangerous what you're doing and i'm going like what what are you talking about he says well you know that the leash can get caught up in people's legs and can uh, now my dog tends to avoid people so it's not really an issue but maybe it would be yeah. for other dogs i don't know um, she said, and, what you talking about, Willis? But I said, I, 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 I said, you know, you know, I've been doing this with her for three years. This is not yeah. something new. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and he said, well, it's really dangerous. Yeah. I know that from personal experience, it's really dumb. So he's basically telling me that I'm dumb. <laughs> he knows that from personal experience. I guess that's, so, that people can get hurt. I guess. Yeah. But uh, but you know, every dog is different, right? They really, of course. They really, you know, our, my dog is very specific about what she does and we right. have a routine. And yeah. uh, anyway, but I, I was like shocked. And so I turned and I said, like, I basically said, well, it's your opinion. And I, I just carried on. I didn't have a witty retort. That's right. And uh, anyway, the the long and the short of it is that kind of unsettled me because like, who the hell is it this is guy unsettling. to basically make some sort of disparaging comment about right. me he doesn't know me no, i don't know him exactly. I he doesn't know my dog yeah and, and no we were so your point was when we just had this conversation 10 minutes ago that <laughs> what has happened that now people just feel this sense of entitlement to entitlement to well yeah just comment on stuff or you know but but not in like, a civil way right no like, or like, or in a helpful way yeah right or I mean, polite way. Yeah, I mean, if you say, you know, that that could be a problem, 
fine. But to say that the go that one extra step and yeah. say that's really that's dumb, just dumb, right? It's like a blanket statement. That, like yeah, yeah, like yeah. Thanks. If you were trying to convince me, you just unconvinced. That's me. right. In fact, now I'm hoping my dog trips you. Ha ha! Like that. <laughs> go get him. <laughs> no, it's uh, well. We talked about that. Like there's just in so many. Again, it's probably multiplied or 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 amplified by social media, but they well, seem to be happenings where people are just walking up to you know. I was like saying that on TikTok, and some guy's sitting in his car, and then someone just comes up and they're like, "Excuse me, but uh, you're not allowed to park here." And the guy's like, "What?" And it's like, "This is a handicap spot." And the guy's like, "There's my handicap sticker." Well, you don't look handicapped to me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like what? Let me see the sticker. Like, get the hell out of here. I'm not showing you my like, like, like what, 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 what are you what are you in charge? Parking police. Yeah, exactly. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Um, you know, which in, in a society where people all have guns, you know, how many of these violent incidents are being instigated by just rude people walking up to you and not minding their own damn business. Exactly. Right? Or like you said, if it's really a problem, um, there's a way to talk. Excuse me you know, do you mind if I, can I talk to you or right? Yeah. You can Some be polite. Civility, you can, right? you can be, cause this is the thing is, uh, it's okay to be civil. It's right. not okay to be ignorant. Yeah. I love, I'd like to go back to Victorian times, except for the whole medical situation, and, medical and, situation and the lack of food okay. and the lack of heat. I would like to go uh, back to the civility of Victorian times. Let me be very specific. Right. Because there was there was a real thing back then, right? There was. You'd introduce someone, your servant, sir, your servant, sir. Right? Even if you didn't like people, they were always very civil and polite, right? Well, that's, I mean, that's certainly the, the culture of dueling. Yeah, I'm about to shoot you, but I will not. I will not insult your your man. Your cravat. <laughs> I say, dear fellow, your cravat is a bit askew. Well, thank you. Wouldn't want to be shot looking unkempt, would I? Right. I mean, that maybe was going a little too far, but there was a lot of civility. Well, even in uh, not that long ago, right? You see pictures. People would go anywhere. Like you would go to the to the theater, to the movies. People dressed up. People on airplanes. Mm-hmm. You know, like in, even in the '60s. I mean, it probably started changing in the '70s. But you see pictures of people. People wearing suits. People are, even the children are dressed up. It's a big deal. We're going on a trip. Yeah, exactly. Now it's like you go to the opera and it's like, are those flip flops and sweatpants? Like, what the hell's wrong with you? Well, I remember going to the Hotel McDonald, yeah, which is kind of fancy. And yeah. you go for like um, like a Mother's Day brunch or something. I, I, I can't remember. We went for some brunch. So it's a fancy place with beautiful right. china and it's gorgeous. Yeah. And there's all kinds of people showing up for Mother's Day with like, Flip-flops and sweats. Yeah, ball caps like, backwards. I'm going like, like, you know, like, if you're not going to dress up, like, when are you going to dress up? Yeah, Never. Exactly. exactly. Right? Like, and, um, yeah. yeah, maybe it's, oh, it's pretentious or whatever. I like to be comfortable. Yeah, but some, it's nice every now and again to be a bit dressed up. It, it is. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, maybe. Well, there used to be, like, some restaurants. Oh, my day, yeah, Some restaurants just wouldn't let people in. Yeah. Or they'd have like the jacket, you that have shitty a jacket old jacket that, that was hanging there. If if you showed up without a jacket, like, no problem, sir. We'll just get you the, the courtesy jacket. The courtesy. Right? Don't mind the smell. Yeah. The last person <laughs> exactly. was a smoker. Yeah. Right? Oh, where was I? A long time ago, we were somewhere 
on vacation, I think, somewhere in BC. I can't remember where, but this guy came in, uh, no shirt, you know, and it was like not a young guy, like probably a guy in his fifties, right? With his family. He's just wearing shorts, flip-flops. And it's a, it's not the Hotel McDonald, but it was a decent quality restaurant, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, the compromise is uh, they let him sit there with a life jacket on. If you put on this life jacket. So I'm watching this guy in this fairly nice restaurant sitting there with a life with jacket a life on. Jacket. thinking like, what a butthead. Good Lord. <laughs> That's funny. Well, let's... Uh... Let's talk about our topic for today. Okay. So um, I've been, I've, I've listened Elion to... Muscovich. Elon Musk. Oh, yes. Uh, fascinating guy. South African. Yes. Does he, he speak Afrikaans? Uh, Could he carry on a conversation with uh, that actress, uh, what's her name? I'm getting old. All these names are escaping me now. Well, so so uh, it's it's a long, complicated story. So there's all kinds of myths and rumors about Elon that are basically un- incorrect. That he was hatched. Uh, that he might be. Uh, <laughs> no, a, he a, is a, definitely a weird guy. An there, android. There is no question that Elon Musk is a very unusual guy. Right. And he has a lot of attributes that make him very unusual. I think last week, we, well, we talked about neurodiversity. Neurodiver- yep. Um, he is definitely neurodiverse, but the thing that's fascinating it, for me is the juxtaposition of what's going on with Elon versus what is commonly believed about Elon. Ah. So kind of like, uh, news reports and, you know, he became, you know, he, I kind of knew Elon in the, in the distantly like i knew about him with spacex and with tesla but i I didn't really know much about him uh until more recently with twitter and then you see what he's doing with twitter and you're going what is with this guy like i just do not understand right um what method behind his madness there is totally a method behind his madness uh it is a very specific he has a very specific uh, approach and plan associated with what he does. He is incredibly driven. Yeah. Um, uh, and what he did at Twitter was his attempt to use some of the systems he used at SpaceX and and uh, and Tesla mm-hmm. to try and uh, impose it on Twitter, and it didn't really work so well. Um, plus, way way more visible. So uh, the other thing, so. Elon has some, so he's super smart. It's really obvious that he's super smart. If you're in some sort of, suppose you were trapped in some sort of, uh, I don't know, some sort of escape room or whatever. He's the kind of guy you'd want. He would find a way out. He's super smart. Uh, He might leave you behind. (laughs) He probably would leave you behind. If it was between you and him, it'd be him. There's no question about that. He'd turn around and he'd be like outside the room. He'd be like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, You're not know, hardcore enough. You wouldn't know how he did it. And he'd be like, bye. <laughs> so, and, and there, there's all these rumors that, that he inherited all his wealth from his dad who was. No, a, no, that's the other em- guy. Emerald mine. No, an emerald mine. He had all these emeralds. Wow. And the truth is his father traded some engineering for a 
uh, an unofficial stake in an emerald mine in a country that wasn't South Africa. It was an adjacent, okay, uh, ad- adjacent yeah, uh, country. And it, but he never actually had his name on the deed for the mine. Oh, interesting. He basically was just getting a percentage of the emerald for a period of time. Okay, it was a short period of time until. Apparently the Russians someone figured out we didn't have they didn't have a contract. Hey, wait a minute. Well, no, and because t- it was kind of it was pretty shady, and uh, and uh, Elon's uh, Elon's shady Elon's father Errol is referred to as a bit of a fabulist. A fabulist. Yeah. Do you know what a fabulist is? No. I, I, I was not a term that I was super. No, I'm not familiar a, with. It's no. basically uh, so. Trump is a fabulist. It's okay. somebody who embellishes the truth about everything or about it and, and basically yeah. says things. it's basically kind of the conning part of a con man. Right. Right. And a so, liar, a flim flam man. A flim, well, but he actually believes a lot of this stuff, right. even if it's not true. So uh, <laughs> like Costanza. Yeah. It's not a lie. If you believe it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, so, um, so Elon had a pretty, sh- pretty shitty childhood with it but what's pretty clear yeah what's pretty clear is elon and his brother and his sister they're you know the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree right so right as much as errol was terrible and may which is his mother was kind of distant um it kind of manifests in sure. the kids so uh, Elon is definitely uh, one of a kind. Is kind he of the youngest sibling? He, I think he's younger than his brother, Kimball. The other thing that's really quite interesting is the whole thing with Kimball is that uh, I kind of got the impression that Elon was kind of estranged from all of his family. It's not true. He's actually just primarily estranged from his dad. And his dad oh, yeah. did some weird shit. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like, and um, I mean, this is a great book by Walter Isaacson. Cool. I'm super interested in it Isn't because Kimball, an aeronautical engineer. No, he's well, he, something wrong he with is the gimbal. Also, he's Give also, it to Kimball. He's also <laughs> super smart as well. Uh, he, I think he's an engineer, but he also is, uh, he also like is a chef, trained <laughs> as a chef. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he's done all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And uh, so he's a polymath, but he's one of these guys who that whenever Elon needs him, he's been around. He's there. Yeah, he's there. He's been a big supporter of Elon all along. Right. Elon is a guy who takes risks and other people would never take. Right. So if he was a poker player, he'd be like a guy who goes, "I'm all in." I'm going like, "This is the first hand. I'm all in." Right. Yeah. Like, and then the second hand, "I'm all in." Like, so big, big risk. Yeah. Uh, calculating the the probabilities got to win sometime he doesn't do that calculation that way but he basically is not risk averse a lot of people are very risk averse he is he, he kind of he's a bit of an adrenaline junkie right um and uh and a drama junkie is he a risk taker in the in sort of an intelligent way, calculated yes. risks. I I would say he is for a, the most part he is willing to take risks that other people would not, but right. he does he does think about the risks and the consequences. Right. Well, I have a sense that one of the things that perhaps he's less fettered by is what people think, right? Because there's there's sort of financial risk, yeah, and then there's the risk of looking foolish. And if you're not so concerned with he, other people's he is not judgment, a, he is not then that a, really frees you up 
to do a lot of stuff where people are like, well, that's outrageous. And you're like, I don't care. Yeah. He's, he's unconcerned about what, what most people think about right. him. Which uh, is perhaps a neurodivergent uh, characteristic in could, some respects. Could very well maybe. be. So, so the, the history of him is that he was working on, um, wasn't PayPal. It was a different, he's done a bunch of different things, but his big thing was PayPal. Um, and before PayPal, they were working on this X.com and they were going to, going to create this all in one. He wanted to, to create a banking app that didn't use banks. So oh ability, yeah. Like a Venmo kind of thing. Right. And, uh, and, um, and in the same building. So he was a total Silicon Valley tech bro. Yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. he started. And I mean, he grew up in, in, um, in South Africa, wanted to get to the U S couldn't get to the U S but was able to get to Canada because, his um, grandfather was Canadian. Or something oh, like wow. Interesting. So uh, like from Saskatchewan. And uh, and so he immigrated to Canada and okay. then was in Canada and eventually got into the U.S. Wow. It's a long, complicated thing. He's now a U.S. citizen because he married an American. Right. But Was he uh, ever a Canadian citizen? Yeah, he was given Canadian citizenship, I think, oh, early on. Um, but he only went there like when he was 18 or something. It was, and he went to, okay. so he was starting in Queens and then I think he went down to, uh, is it Harvard? Stanford in California. Stanford. Yeah. yeah. I think he went to two places. Yeah. So I think it was, ah, he started, Massachusetts. Sta he started in ha Harvard. He had a, a, an offer and then he went oh, yeah. somewhere else. He got to Yale, man. <laughs> and so but he, he was in uh, california and san francisco and like on the same floor where there were these other guys so he kind of co-founded right. paypal but he was trying to exert some influence and he's just a strong personality right. and strong opinions yeah. about things and isn't that that is like they we so try to recreate that in so many places i know here in alberta oh man for 25 years they've been talking about cluster models and yeah, trying yeah. to cross pollinate it never works but the magic of silicon valley right it's well, it, it is it, like it, that it, it is it totally wow. is like and that, all that of, region of waterloo kind of had it a bit and, yeah. and then around boston there's another again around harvard and mit but yeah it's this cross pollination of literally maybe just walking down the hall you know because you're bored and you're like hey what are you guys working on well the, like, the, uh, we're trying to revolutionize like you know uh online payment Cool. Yeah. So, th so there were like two or three companies. <laughs> I got a big bag of money over here. This, what do you think? In the same, they were in the same, um, same building and then right. they joined and they formed, ended up forming PayPal. Now it was kind of, so they were, got pissed off with Elon eventually and kind of pushed him out. Yeah, that's Peter Thiel, isn't it? Yeah. So there's a whole, he's an interesting character. There's a whole well. bunch of them. They're super interesting, highly libertarian. Like, right. so the politics there is not, is, is libertarian is like, you know, government influence out kind of thing. Sure. And, um, so, but Elon, un billionaire refuge Island in an unusual turn for Elon, cause he doesn't do it later on. He didn't really burn his bridges as he left. He was, and he stayed friends with these PayPal guys. Uh, and 
So even though he wasn't super happy about how it ended, yeah, he stayed friends with them, and that okay. became really important much later on, mm. right? Um, he and and he he has been driven by this. I I, I mentioned this uh, to personally earlier that it's kind of like this science fiction belief of these higher order um right. aspirations sure he thinks in order to save the earth he needs to make the earth multi-planetary so that if we blow up the whole earth that there might be some people on mars who can make it back wow. and save. like this is so his objective with spacex is to get to mars it's not to get to the moon it's not to put shuttles uh put uh, rockets into uh, deliver cargo to the International Space sure. Station. It's to get to Mars. Get to Mars. And suddenly, I'm I'm a little afraid because that sounds a lot like Tony Stark. That is, yeah. With the whole, uh, I want to build a blanket around the world, and it results in Ultron. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, nope. Yeah. <laughs> well, in in actual fact, it's like it's Starlink totally... is nothing like Ultron. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, it's it's true. And, it would be fine. So he, but so the so he uh, co-founded OpenAI, which is now ChatGPT. Now he's no longer involved with them, and he, yeah. there was a break. Took his eye off fairly on. But the reason he got involved with that was he was concerned about uh, AI becoming self. Uh, self-aware and basically might try to kill humans so right he wanted to be involved to put so the guardrails in for ai of course it will have you seen humans so any self-respecting sentient ai is going to be like well and he was concerned we gotta put a stop to this he's concerned because when he was texting on twitter early on you know it's a slow way to interface with a computer so he came up with the idea of using a neural link and right. where where it you interface with oh, so just, that you could interfere what we with need. the ai if it was trying to kill you yeah. so again it's like this 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 sci-fi can you interfere with dystopian. people posing uh, posting stupid shit on the internet that would be a useful tool <laughs> well and he he uh he also had this feeling that we're kind of destroying the earth. So it's important to um, move towards elect multi-planetary uh, electric, electric, electric vehicles, right? Because that's good for climate change, uh, for protecting against climate change, solar power. He, right. he uh, invested in while well, his cousins came over from South Africa and started this company called solar city. He invested in them and then he ended up getting frustrated because they were, screwing around and or at least in his opinion screw around so he got rid of them and he bought he bought their tesla bought solar city and took it over now there's so, a there, there's maybe some bad judgment so what was that one place in south africa that caused a lot of problems back in the 90s and 80s do you remember the apartheid well because of apartheid they had this big resort called Sun City. Oh, right, right. Remember, everybody was like, don't go to Sun City. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, let's start a solar company out of South Africa. What should we call it? Well, no, no. How they, about it was in the solar States. city? It was in it was in the States. It was in the States. <laughs> yeah, it was still yeah. some South African founders. No, right? absolutely. Uh, why don't we just call it apartheid panels? So Elon is a serial <laughs> entrepreneur. He's got all of these things he works on, often simultaneously. Right. So there's Tesla. So he's a multitasker. Multitasker. And he's got SpaceX. Right. So he started with SpaceX. The SpaceX was the big the thing. The boring company? 
He's got the Boring Company. He's got Neuralink. He's got Starlink, uh, Starlink which is part of SpaceX. He's got um, uh, Solar City. Uh, what else? What about the Hyperloop? Hyperloop is part of the. It was part of the Boring Company, right? Um, and uh, yeah, he's just he has this. So he's got this interesting sense of humor, quirky sense of humor. He likes Monty Python. He likes the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He's big into sci-fi. He's also uh, a, a big gamer. He really likes right. gaming. Games like mad. And in fact, he he games this one game. Uh, it's called it, Polytopia, it relaxes. which is the thing that, well, he yeah, but he's an obsessive person. He, right. He's obsessive. So whereas you and I might, you know, work for a bit and then relax doing something else, watching uh, watching a movie or whatever, he seems to be like on all the time. Right. But he has these different personalities he must, he must sleep at some point barely yeah like he really so he is a late to start but will stay up till seven in the morning yeah right and or later and right. uh he's just um Interesting. He, he is just an amazing he's a, he's well he's one in a million right like he is he, he will be remembered for good or bad i think with your teslas and your edisons and your Ben Franklin's not necessarily on a political front, but mm -hmm. Ben Franklin was another one of these polymath or a Leonardo da Vinci, right? Like every now and then one of these people comes along that is just probably like you say, neurodivergent. Uh, I mean, it's hard, to, but you know, apply interest in so many different things and, and amazing skills in engineering and yeah, yeah. you know art and, right? well so so he is trained as an engineer right so he's uh, uh, uh and going back to the paypal thing what so what kind of engineer uh i'm not actually sure that's a really good question um but yeah mechanical. he was in queens two years later transferred to u pen where he completed a, a degree in bachelor of arts in physics and then uh uh, bachelor of science in economics at wharton wow and then uh, and then he went um then he went out west so he, he didn't have he doesn't have an engineering degree physics degree. not a, he has a physics degree um and the thing that he started was this thing called zip2 so this is pre paypal so zip2 which is basically a it's there like a map quest oh yeah so it was basically he and his brother kimball found and this other guy they founded Zip2, and it basically allowed you, if you knew the business, you could find it on a map. Ah. So this was way in the 90s. It was pretty, pretty. Pets.com. And ended up getting sold to all these uh, bank. Uh, of course. Banking apps. and uh, Right. Um, so one of these stories where it's like. Yeah. The tech didn't quite work, but you sold it for like it was a city guide, and then he hundred million dollars, and then you're like, oh, now we're gonna leverage this into something. So else. then he co-founded. He, he got a whole bunch of money from that. Um, it, like it, it became it, it became a big dollar. He got like the, the whole Zip Two was bought for three hundred and seventy million. There you go, three hundred and seven million dollars. So he got twenty two million dollars for his seven percent share. So wow. so he. And he was dealing with these investors. And so sure. then he farmed X.com. It was an, an online financial services to try and do a bank and email. Well, he's talking about wanting yeah. X to be this 
this is one stop shop this platform. Is, this right? is not a new concept for so him. And he is enamored with the letter X. So his son, one of his sons is named X, even though it's got an archangel something or other. It's like right. this weird cryptic thing. What uh, is it about the letter X? Does he, he does just, he explain it? This has always been his thing. He loves the letter X. Wow. So he started X.com. Then they merged with PayPal. He kept X.com as a domain. Okay. Even though sure. PayPal took over. Like, and he got, I'll need this someday. And he got to take over a major social media platform. Well, PayPal got, so like over a, over like a four or five year period, he got like a crap ton of money because of these things. So he was a coder. He was setting up. So he's super smart, super analytical, very detailed ability to grasp concepts really quickly and use them right. and keep just incredible detail in his mind. What he isn't able to do is really understand what other people's motivation is and, uh, all that. So, but then he started SpaceX. He decided he wanted to become going to the moon. Yeah. So he used the money from PayPal. I just saw a thing about the Chinese apparently have stolen a lot of that technology because they just landed a rocket back the same way that SpaceX does. And now there, there's some, I don't know if they have evidence or proof, but they're like, this has totally been industrially espionaged from from SpaceX. Well, that could very well be. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, yeah, he, he, he charges ahead, but he has this whole philosophy that if you, it, like, if you basically come up with a design of something, then you need to look at it and right. try and find a way to optimize and sure. basically everything to first principles. And it says the only th rules that there are are the rules of physics. Everything else is a guideline. Well, I remember maybe two years ago, there was, uh, they have a big annual technology thing, you know, in the automotive sector. And so I was watching a YouTube video and it was some old guy who's quite knowledgeable. And they were talking about, so Tesla had, it was the day that they released the tech on this new battery. You know, mm -hmm. they had this bank of batteries and the batteries are, they look like giant D cells, right? But it's a whole bank of them, but they had come up with a different way internally of uh, of how this was configured, so you get a lot more. Uh, uh, it's like an osmosis kind of thing, so that was exciting. But this guy was even more excited about something which much more mundane because he was like, "That's great, you know." But look at what they've done over here, and they were talking about a part in the in the vehicle, basically the wall between the cabin and the front, which in a standard car let's say Toyota or whatever, right, is, is, um, has to be welded together, right? Yeah, yeah. And Tesla had just released that they had figured out a way to cast this in one single part. Yes. And the guy's like, other people, 14 parts that have to be assembled, you know, like spot welded. He's come up with, like, it's one part, right? Well, like the savings got, are amazing. Well, like, I was the, so excited. You know where he got right? the idea? It's from a dinky car. Okay. Because he took it apart and it had the, the bottom of it was cast he says why can't we do it this way so this is this is uh, <laughs> okay so he so that was in the book then. it's totally in the book oh right? yeah the book, and, like, and what's really interesting about the book because it's is aluminum it, or something or it's it, some metal that it's, uh, it's, i think it's aluminum there there's it's a tricky thing to do it yeah the 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 thing about so the book is interesting because i could see why it's problematic because normally you'd want to do okay this is his spacex time this is his tesla time this is yeah. 
that. But it's all happening at the same time. Sure. So there's all these dramas right. and they're all happening concurrently. But again, you can see where that would be successful because the cross-pollination of ideas, right? If you solve something over here, yeah. maybe you don't really even solve it. But while you're thinking about it, you're like, oh, wait a minute. You know, that's not going to work here, but maybe if I tweak it, I'll have this problem over here. Bing. Well, right? I, and, and that's just th and that that's, mind to be able to make those and, connections. And that's exactly brilliant. what happens with Elon. So he started with SpaceX, small group of guys, and they're trying to make these rockets and right. bigger and bigger and, right. and try and get things to launch because right. the objective is to go to Mars, right? Right. And, and he's getting money and like he, he's got a lot of money. And then then he also wanted to work on EVs. He met these guys and they'd come up with these lead acid battery kind of uh, vehicles. Right. And one of them comes up with this idea for using a laptop lithium ion batteries stacked together to make uh to make battery. And, but, but it, they, and they, they formed Tesla, but it was not a real company. Right. It, it had a, they had a, prototype that had no doors no roof wasn't really right. a car it was really a frame like a frame right sure. right which is you and, know, standard and they were going nowhere fast right and elon says this is a great idea i'm on board he invests a whole bunch of money and basically transforms it and and so one of the one of the myths associated with elon is they didn't really found found uh tesla well there's actually been a lawsuit about that, and it was found that he actually did. Fund. Right, he is one of the founders of of Tesla. <laughs> but the but the other thing about it is that he really gets pissed off when he doesn't get credit when he thinks he should be getting credit. Right, it's a big deal, right? You know, the PayPal thing don't get credit when you should get credit. Then he will fight tooth and nail to get credit. And if you disrespect him, and that's one way to disrespect him, don't this. Elon. He will do stuff. Yeah. And uh, well, so reasonable. It's the same thing with Tesla. So the two guys, they would, um, so there was like three of them that were, were the main part of Tesla, including right. Elon. And then, the, then there were some other people. But uh, the, the, the guy that started the name Tesla or whatever, he basically would refer to Elon as one of the early investors instead of a founder. Right. And Elon just lost it. Right. And in the end, that guy's gone. So there's, so you, know what, you know what we really, we really need him. This just occurred to me and I have a story to tell here. We really need him to turn his attention, start another company, Elon on environmental cleanup stuff. Yes. Right. Because that's too is a problem. It's great to move to Mars, but we can't all move to Mars. Right. And it just occurred to me. So years ago I met, this is a business plan, strategy plan I was doing, you know, through uh, uh, a crown corporation who are not a sponsor, so I won't, I won't name them. But it was a father and son, and they claimed to have invented a, a, a technology. And they had prototypes, and they were running pilots, but they claimed that they could take any waste material, right, like from the tar sands, and basically extract energy and also all of the heavy metals from this thing. So basically it was a way to clean up all of that, but they would not, they're trying to get investors. It was just a mess. It was like the typical story, right? They had like 14 people on their board. None of them could get along. The guy that invented the thing was extremely secretive of, 
how this was purportedly worked. He wouldn't, he wouldn't tell it. He didn't have a patent because he didn't want anybody to steal it. So they kept saying, we bringing in these environmental and, and engineers and we're showing them the machine, you know, from the outside, like a black box. And nobody can believe that this thing does what it does. And, uh, but it does, but I won't share how it does it. Right. And then now he's dead. Like the, the old guy is dead. <laughs> and I, it just occurred to me, I, I don't know whatever happened. Like his son was quite a bit younger. I think we're connected on Facebook. Should reach out to that guy. He's does, does car sales now or something, but here was this maybe technology, which would have been revolutionary. You get a guy like Elon to come on board with something like that. And that's what you need. This, this ability well, to vision it and take it from some kook, you know, in a, in a rental bay going, this thing really works, but I don't want to tell anybody uh, to, okay, well, you're going to need to tell me and we'll figure out well, how to make it. Or well, I'll buy you out and we'll drive this thing. Because well, if it does work, let's go. Well, this is the thing. So he, he's he got these big, huge, overarching plans. And right. then it gets down into the weeds. Right. And he talks about being hardcore and these he calls them surges where they'll have some deadline and they're trying to achieve something for a right. particular deadline and they have to work crazy hours and he's in there in the trenches with people right like right. it's not it's not kind of like from on high no no it's not like a, a bill gates or a, a jeff bezos he's like he's in the trenches and he knows the details like why do you need, and then so a little bit more like steve jobs but even front. but even more so because right. it's all encompassing sure. steve jobs is more about the design and less about the he didn't the, really know the technical necessarily right yeah like he knew what he wanted and he knew what he wanted yep yeah, but it's uh, but but elon is like every aspect of it right but he has this need for anybody that's working for him to be absolutely committed devoted and obsessive and um so which is how he gets stuff done and he gets stuff done because he creates these these surges yep and uh and and it attracts a certain group of people that are challenged by the intellect like he's doing cool stuff he yeah right absolutely. he's doing really cool stuff and um and he really understands it but he has this idea that like you know um you always want every part on, on like SpaceX or on the Tesla. Like if you're putting a gas cap on, you need to know the name of the gas, the person that did the gas cap. And then if, <laughs> if he comes to you and he asks you a question and you can't answer about the gas cap, you're fired. You could be fired. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's like, does he want everybody to know everything? Everything about their thing. Oh, their thing. Right. Like, but right. he wants everybody to be responsible for a part. So if that part is sure. causing a problem yeah. that there so, is somebody responsible and they can be fired. So either he's studied this or he's just naturally. No, this is, this is management technique. Cause this is what management techniques are often about. Right. Single point of accountability. Yeah. Right. So uh, there's aspects. Uh, the whole change management thing. You got to create urgency because that's where people get engaged. And Oh, but he doesn't right? want any he spurts. Uh, he doesn't want you to be friends. If you're a leadership role, you can't be friends. No, no, and that's fine. No, but but you really can't be friends. That's bad because then you can't, you're not looking at it clear eyed and you're not prepared sure. to fire people. So he's a so, little Roman legion that way. Absolutely. And so, so he has. I will promote you, but you must kill your friend. Exactly. Ah! It's very draconian. Um, and, uh, and he switches, he's like, it will go into these demon modes. Like he's definitely got some significant mental health issues 
that are untreated and unfettered. Like there really is. He doesn't yeah. have how minders. old is he? He's fifty-two. Man, we gotta. He's gotta get some of this shit done before he pops. Well, he, and he does this because there's no like who would be. There's nobody else. There's no successor. No, right? there is no obvious successor. If he dies, all that stuff. I got to tell you, when you watch that, like his ability to have the vision, right? Yeah. You watch that rocket and he must have gone and like, I, I, I definitely want to read the book, but I can see where he's got it all mapped out in his mind, right? We need to get to Mars and that's going to cost money and there's commercial satellite launches and what's the big problem with the technology it's very expensive because we're so if we could create a reusable rocket, right, lower the cost and yep. we'll master that, we'll use that money and the knowledge we've gained in rocketry. But to just conceptualize, okay, we're going to design a rocket that basically takes off, deliver its payload, and then rather than fall in the ocean, it's going to land itself like a stick on a fucking platform in the middle of the water. Yeah. Most people would have been like, NASA would be like, never happened. What are you nuts? And he's just like, yeah, that's what we have to do. Like, this is this well, is the next step, right? In, in commercial satellite launching. We can't. Well, and the thing that's really apparent wow. from the book is that, so while he's working on this rocket that will take things to cargo to ISS. Because if you see it, it's amazing. Well, I know. But, but while he's working on that, he's also working on Starship. While he's working on the Starship, he's already working. He also concurrently is working on the design of the spacesuits that they're going to well, wear. Sure, like and, and the and, well, and the starbase that is going to be on the moon. And he's like, he's already got the designs for. Like he's right. doing all of well, this. When I talked to the guy earlier this morning, this this client who said that they have Starlink out in BC, yeah, and he was describing what the thing looks like. I immediately thought, well, that's going to be you know, on Mars. Like there's some element of, of oh, yeah. thinking about that. Like, we need to go to Mars. We need to put satellites around Mars. We need telecommunications, you know, uh, without infrastructure, right? Early on uh, power and some kind of tele. And I thought he's thinking of put a satellite around Mars, several, and we can put these modules. Cause like this guy said, there's like one wire to his house. He thinks it's solar, but he's not really sure how it works. But it works, right? I thought, yeah, okay. And I'm sure he's thinking about the power generation, how oh, do we yeah. get power solar, right? Um, so he's, The spacesuits, because if you can't go to Mars, if you don't have a workable spacesuit, so it's an important piece of the equation. I know, but and he, so he's, <laughs> it's, it's like he's playing, uh, you know, when you're playing chess, he's playing three-dimensional chess. Yes. He's like, He's like five steps ahead. He's probably and he's has actively, a vision in his mind of all the pieces like a puzzle and then he's like okay well we need to do this but at the same time from what i understand what you're saying is he's generating the revenue yeah to fund these future things right yeah. so like, oh we'll make something that we can like starlink and people in the rural have shitty internet okay well that'll make us a lot of money we yeah can use that money to develop the thingamajig that's exactly that's right. gonna do that um <laughs> excuse me it's brilliant I, and it's Totally, uh, like so, and and the backstory behind this stuff is very different from how it's conveyed in the news. Because basically, you've got this guy who is a powerful personality, swings right. wildly from one to the other, and when it manifests, people just go like, 
Why is he so rude? Why is he such an asshole? Right. And he's always an asshole. And and what happened with Twitter is a lot of his quirkiness associated with Tesla and SpaceX that was within SpaceX and Tesla all sure. of a sudden is very visible. Right. This whole thing, he shows up. Right, because this is like the first time he's if I'm if I'm understanding it, as far as I know, this is the first time he's bought something that far down the road, right? Like yeah. a lot of the other things he started Start very early some, stage. Exactly. And nobody has any illusions. You work for SpaceX, you've met him yeah. when there's 10 people like oh, this guy's a jerk, but man, are we getting stuff done? It's the only thing he bought right. that previously existed. Right. And he shows up and they are, I mean, by their own admission, were bloated and not working hard. Not and, profitable. Well, barely. It was right. revenue neutral. Right. And he basically stripped it down. Sure. Like he basically said, I need to get rid of anybody that is not and his term is hardcore right and it basically means you're either you're either of my mindset or you're gone and mm -hmm. he just fired people like indiscriminately right and uh and and he you know he's a smart guy so that there's things about it looks like there's no method to the madness and at times there isn't right. but at other times there definitely is well and it sounded to me like he was he's also willing to make mistakes right so he expects that there will be mistakes. So he fired a bunch of these people and then everybody was like, he fired a bunch of people that were actually like super critical. Well, okay. And they'll hire what, some back. What percentage would that have been? Yeah. 2%, 1%? So he's like, whoops, okay. Well, if it's super critical, well, first of all, if you think about it, he, he succeeded in identifying, you know, mission critical stuff, <laughs> right? Which maybe was hidden. I got all these people that's bloated. So fire everybody. And if we're willing to take some chances, we'll see what rises to the top as, oh, you, we really need to rehire or replace those people. Oh, okay. If it's 1% of everybody I fired, now I know. Well, I mean, at Brilliant. one point in time, so he had this young team of it's a couple of his cousins from South Africa who were, right. who were working on trying to figure out how Twitter works and all this stuff. And they realized early on, because he was trying to find out we need to get rid of, there's too many people here. Yeah. We need to get rid of a whole bunch of them. And he, uh, he says, okay, you help us identify. And what they were identifying was that like, if he gave severance, three months severance, uh, a lot of them would self-select. So, so initially it was going to be like, okay, um, if you want to take uh, the option, click on this form and you can, you can, you'll get severance. Right. And, and Elon says, no, what I want to know is I want people committed to be hardcore. So then they press on the button to, they, they have this email and it says, you need to press on this button before 5 PM this day. And, uh, if you don't do that, uh, you basically, you're, you're gone, you're gone and you will get your severance. Right. Right. So uh, a whole bunch of people of the 5,000 people, I think like 2,400 actually decided to stay. So, or something like that, or maybe 4,000. This was after right. the first wave of right. cuts. Sure. Right. And, uh, or this is an inter intermediate. Uh, and then, so a lot of them decided to stay. Right. So uh, more than he expected. And then he said, okay, so these people <laughs> all got their severance and all this stuff. Now, the people that have decided to stay, he had these three criteria for what he wanted. And each, each, round of cuts was dealing with one of the criteria okay. so the third one so he was trying to get people who are the, smart 
So only the smart people are going to remain. So he got rid of everybody he didn't think was smart. And then the next was hardworking. They got to be hardworking, right? And so then, and then, and then the next one was devoted to this plan. And if, so that after the self-selection thing, if they got fired, they didn't get severance because they were basically fired for cause. So that's, so this is, uh, so this was not, uh, it's not by accident, right? No. Like everything on the surface, it's been reported, sure. like he's just chaotic and he's just firing people willy nilly. Right. It, he's not. But it's, again, it, it, the brilliance of that, because again, you know, I teach management uh, theory and whatnot, and, and there's a whole delegation methodology or even uh, like uh, EOS and traction. And there's, there's a whole accountability piece, which is basically around, look, if, if I put it to you and say, okay, I'm putting you in charge of whatever, right? We have, a, we have an overreaching goal. You're the expert in this particular department, right? This is my expectations. You know, I need you to be on board. And then you're going to tell me, first of all, how we're going to solve the problem. So you're going to commit to the solution, but it's, it's an honest discussion. And it's like, if you succeed, this is what the reward will be. And if you fail, uh, you'll be fired. Right? Like, but are you willing to take that on as opposed to the top down, you know, you don't believe in it. You're not all that committed. And I tell you to do something and right off the bat, you're like, it's never going to work, but you know, I'm happy. Like I'm comfortable here. Right. So I'll poke at it and no, no, like you cut all that out and you just get down to brass tacks. And it's like, are you on board? If you're, if you're not on board, there's a door, here's three months or whatever, you know, but if you are, here's the unequivocal clear expectations and the reward, right? Yeah. So, so, so I would say that Elon is somewhere between A and B there. Okay. So there is the hierarchy. I say this. Sure. Right. And if I say this need, this part needs to be removed, Right. Well, he's a little bit more micromanagey because he's got that Absolutely ability. Absolutely micromanagey. Right. Most people don't though. Like yeah. most CEOs are. Yeah. Most most CEOs say I'm yeah. more results. He's a different kind of cat. Totally different cat. Yeah. So he'll basically say this part needs to be removed. Right. And you'll say no. You need to remove. Uh, you, you can't remove this because it's a safety thing. And he says, "Okay, well, tell me the name of the safety guy who said that that was required, and we're going to go talk to them and find out why they need it." Right. So, and and then he'll go. He'll chase these things down, right. and he'll also say, "No, you misunderstood. I said this needs to be deleted. It needs to be deleted. If we find out that it needs to be re-added later on." We'll re-add it, but and there's an expectation that they he will make mistakes, right? But uh, but you said but it's like don't confuse this with democracy, right? And no. like uh, and even with Twitter, you know like, who else was good at that though? That deep sea guy. <laughs> oh right. But, well, and the whole thing like, with ah, safety standards are for pussies. We're well, gonna drive this thing with a game controller and. You know, well, what are the chances that it'll implode? Bah. Well, in Twitter, they were as as a company, they were very uh, they were very um, adamant about needing to um, um, uh, well, the culture there was very critical of management, and they okay. would do that on Slack. And so, and Slack was this they were used in in the business to try and communicate. 
So part of the thing then when he took over was they used Slack to go through and find keywords and find out people who were the troublemakers. Right. And they were fired. Wow. Right. And, you know, so the, these young guys were like, oh, I don't know, this is like invasion of privacy and all this stuff. And he, he said, these are work communications, work emails. This is a work Slack. Like there is no expectation of privacy. This is all out there. And, right. You know, if they, and if they're going to badmouth this, they're gone. Yeah. Right. And so like, just... well, which is not on you on, on, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not, that's not an unreasonable, it's not an unreasonable expectation, but I right? think the, the harshness or the severity of the implementation is the thing that shocked the crap out of people. Right. And you know, I, I, I totally get it. I, I do think that your expectation of privacy and work emails is wrong. Like, you know what it, Let's circle it back and then maybe we'll shut it down. It comes back to your guy at the park. Yes. You know, I now again, sounding like a crotchety old guy. And I think we're all prone to this, but I think we've lived, you know, in our, in our culture, pretty easy lives. Yeah. And yeah, I, I understand for people, young, young people now, there's a lot of hardships in terms of what things cost and the jobs are shitty. And so I think a generation removed from now will be a whole bunch of different they're going to be a lot more hardcore. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be more like the people who came out of the depression. Yeah. But the people who are unfortunately hitting that wall right now, a lot of them have come up expecting a pretty easy go, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to go to you know university. I'm going to get some, some kind of tech company is going to hire me. I'm going to get uh, promoted really quickly. Yeah, and... I'm going to be put in charge of stuff. And, you know, like forgetting that the real world is still the real world. And... The stuff you learn in school is great. And yes, there is a certain reality to the technology. You know, people, well, you know, my skills are, <laughs> Dilbert, right? Like, my skills are fresh. Like, you know, you guys don't know Java, right? Yeah, okay, but you don't know nothing about people screwing you or, or human nature yeah. or how to motivate people or, exactly. right? And that's where that sort of disconnect came. So, well, I mean, it's so funny uh, look at uh, Trump's lawyer, uh, Alina Habba, Habba right? Oh, and uh, when she came out, was it yesterday or the day before? And the judge yelled at her, and she's like, "It's so unfair." The judge yelled at me, and he slammed his hand down on this. I don't accept that in any like anybody who's a lawyer that's had experience. We never said that. No, because you're like, you don't screw with the judge, right? Yeah. And there's been a lot more, and this this Arthur and Goron from every uh, description is a very patient guy. <laughs> you know, it's not Judge Judy where she's like, shut up. You know, like this guy's really, he's had to be pushed. But she was basically sniveling. I mean, the judge was mean to me. Like, what is wrong with you? You're a lawyer. You're a litigator. It's, you know, this it's hardcore, man. Hardcore, right? man. You don't come out. Was it, there's no crying in litigation. Well, exactly. So I think there's an element of that. Like, how dare Elon, you know, be rude? And he's like, like we were saying, he's above that. Like he's, he's operating a different level. He's, he's operating like, a totally like, different. And, and, and I mean, there, and there, there is so many layers and nuances related to this guy. Fascinating. Fascinating guy. I don't know that I would like him if I ever met him. So right. like, I, I think he's fascinating. I think he's, it explains a lot of what we see right. manifesting. Sure. But A, I don't think I could ever work for this guy. I think he's an asshole at right. times. 
I think he can be kind at other times, right. but it really depends on which. If you were 20, which, though, and you were really. If you were an engineer and you and wanted to work on really, really cool were, stuff. Yeah, you may be like, yeah, you know what? I'll be okay for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But he's yeah. got guys who've worked for him for 20 years. Well, because they probably are wired that same way. Why? Okay, last question about Elon. So who wins in a in an MMA cage match? Him or Zuckerberg? Zuckerberg. Oh yeah. Yeah. Elon has got uh he did this thing He's at a bit some soft, eh? No, he did this you. thing at some party, um, like a birthday party when he was like 42. He tried to flip a a, a sumo wrestler. Oh really? Yeah, and he landed on his neck. Oh. And he did some damage to the C five, C four vertebrae. Oh, so he's he's not so going he's had, clean. He's had multiple surgeries oh. on it, and and he will often have it will cause him pain, and he'll have to have like ice, and he'll lie in a room. Oh man. And and he, I mean, he is a neurodivergent. So, so there's one of these that, days he's going to turn his neck and he'll drop. Oh, no, I, I I don't think it's that. I think he's had it's been okay, but I think he is not uh, he's not in great shape. Right. It is not a priority for him. No. And uh, but Zuckerberg has been working out like mad. Yeah. He's a little guy apparently. Yeah, he's also I'm sure he's also neurodivergent. Oh, that could very well be. I don't know much about Zuckerberg. I just know that yeah. he's very fit. Yeah, and has been but doing MMA stuff. Whereas. Right um elon it's just it's part of his humor he's got this humor this that that's kind of childish humor that is like <laughs> uh, like poops and farts and yeah. all that stuff <laughs> yeah. and that that is what's showing up on the interesting anyway anyways um, uh media. media yeah well bodies we talked about that bodies and, uh, really it's really good you put me onto that uh loki no because my my kids and wife have been away so we're, we're holding off yeah uh although i am super excited i just watched john wick 4 which was quite good yeah and i am super excited because the trailer for reacher season two dropped yesterday comes <laughs> out on december 15th and it looks even better than season one so so i made the mistake. man i can't wait i was trying to my son was lying next to me sleep in and i was trying to get him to wake up so and often i'll watch something and if and he it'll perk his oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so i'm oh you know there's this gen v from the boys oh. <laughs> and uh, and it's like uh i'm going oh it's about teenagers and, uh, yeah and, and the old boy and i'm going and the first episode is just like oh my god like this is so inappropriate and my son is funny because whenever there's like a sexy scene or whatever on anything he turns away he won't watch really yeah, oh, yeah. they're not my two idiots anyway so they're yeah. like so i'm going like excuse me what's that is that you, a boob are you turned away because you're uncomfortable is it yep and then he'll come back once it's over but i mean like that was so like it reminds me of a time you were telling us a story about how you you were watching some show and it was highly inappropriate for your kid who at the time was like eight or something like that. Oh, even younger. And it was uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay. And, and it was uh, just like, oh, uh, this what's is... his name? Uh, uh, Jason Siegel. Uh, Jason Siegel, full frontal nudity. Yeah. We were like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. But this didn't this really is, matter. This is. Uh, oh no, Paulette started watching the, the boys with Victor. Oh, the first episode of The Boys. Yeah. Just two, three years ago. So yeah. he would have been like 12 or something. And uh, yeah. Again, not that we're necessarily scandalized, but I think it was more 
It was just a like, mom and a twelve year old just being very uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, like watching this together. Yeah, what this is not a mom together? and yeah. mom and kid uh, bonding episode. Off, off, off. <laughs> Well, this is what was happening with uh, Gen V. I'm going, like, oh my god, right? Like, there's a anyway. There's one of these like characters. Good, good show, Dad. Shrinks and she's on this guy's penis, and it's just really? like, oh yeah, and it's like right there, and it's just like, all right, <clears throat> putting it in a rotation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we should wrap it up. Sounds good. Okay, have a great week. Yeah, you do. Take care. Bye. Bye.